it's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me, or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. They said it could never happen again. 100 years ago, Mussolini marching on Rome, plunging the country into two decades of dictatorship, an alliance with Hitler, and a second world war. Today, the fascist party is gone, but many say these are their political heirs, the brothers of Italy. Once on the fringes, they've ballooned into the biggest party in the country. Now their leader, Giorgia Maloney, is poised to head the most hard right government since Il Duce. The 45-year-old firebrand insists she's no fascist, just a proud conservative and nationalist. Comfortable, nevertheless, with some of the hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto. God, fatherland, and family. Well, what is CBS this morning so breathless about? I'm going to tell you about it because it's pretty interesting and it should be encouraging to us. Good morning. Sandy Rios with you. In Italy, just, uh, what, 48 hours ago, Georgia, Georgia Meloni was elected prime minister and the brothers of Italy took both houses of parliament. So it's an amazing story. And let me just tell you, you know, during the shutdowns, Italy suffered so much. You may recall seeing pictures of Italian hospitals. I think some of that was faked, by the way, but you saw it and they really suffered. That's there's no question about it because a lot of Chinese from Wuhan had gone to Italy to work. There was kind of an exchange program, and it caused Italy to have a quite an outbreak of COVID. But the shutdowns were draconian, and the economy was already struggling. So they were, there were a lot of problems. And the former prime minister <clears throat> had announced that uh, at the World Economic Forum that they were open to more immigrants. They wanted to uh, 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 you, um, apply more social justice in Italy, that they were going to embrace the regulations and restrictions of climate change, which means that utilities went up, like, as I recall, it's like 200% for the Italians. So they have been going through the exact same things we have. And in this measure, not every foreign country and every citizen in every foreign country shares our values. But the Italians, of course, are Catholic. Uh, regardless of their personal commitment, they understand Christian values. They have a culture that understands right and wrong in the same way that we do, even if they don't practice it. And so uh, they're very upset about this. And so crime is increasing, too, because of all the immigration. Uh, And so an EU leader in Italy, no, not in Italy, but an EU leader outside of Italy, Italy's part of the EU, threatened, you know, that if uh, if uh, things don't go well in Poland and uh, Hungary, which we've talked about, those are conservative governments who are fi- fighting the European Union and the World Economic Forum. If, if things don't go well, if the things don't go our way, uh, she said, actually, if it, if it goes in a difficult direction, this is von der Leyen, I've spoken about Hungary and Poland. Well, we have tools. So in other words, if the people in those countries, you know, Italy now, in addition to Hungary and Poland, don't vote the right way, we have tools, so says the World 
Economic Forum uh, and the, the UN and uh, these international leaders. But the Italians aren't having it. The Italians aren't having it. So I thought since uh, CBS This Morning has accused Giorgi Meloni of being uh, Mussolini. Mussolini was a fascist who killed his people, who was an ally to Hitler. Okay, so this is what she's like. That's what they're telling us. This is what she's like. So I think the best way to have you assess if that's true or not is to listen. Uh, Giorgia Meloni was at CPAC, and she had a few things to say. Let's listen. Clip three. Everything we stand for is under attack. Our individual freedom is under attack. Our rights are under attack. The sovereignty of our nation is under attack. The prosperity and well-being of our families is under attack. The education of our children is under attack. In front of this, people understand that in this age, the only way of being rebels is to preserve what we are. The only way of being rebels is to be conservatives. They will try to take everything away from us, but they can't take away who we are. And you know what? Cherishing who we are, knowing what we stand for, is all we need to face this challenge. Only a few months ago, European Union bureaucrats wrote a document hundreds of pages long telling us that in order to be inclusive, we had to exclude all references to Christmas. Jesus, Mary, and all Christian names were to be removed from all official communication. Will we surrender in front of this? No, we will not. We will fight it. We will fight it standing tall. That's uh, Giorgia Maloney, the uh, Mussolini, the archetype of Mussolini. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I want you to hear one more thing that she had to say. This is an Italian. And as she says it, I will read to you what she's saying. Now, this, she's speaking again now to Italians who just elected her, roundly defeated uh, the opposing forces, the globalists, the, the uh, you know, all of the forces that are doing the same things in this country, defeated in Italy, defeated in Italy. Okay, let's listen to this last one. This is what she says. Why is family an enemy? Why is family so frightening? There's a single answer to all these questions because it defines us, because it is our identity, because everything that defines us is now an enemy for those who would like us to no longer have an identity and to simply be perfect consumer slaves. Chesterton wrote more than a century ago, uh, let me see if I can find it. Fires will be kindled to testify that two and two make four. Swords will be drawn to prove that leaves are green in the summer. That time has arrived. We are ready. Thank you. Yeah, so that she, she understands I've tried to I'm not going to belabor this anymore because I have a lot more news and I'm going to come back to it in the last segment. But this is this should encourage you. And the problem, of course, with a Republican leadership is that they don't do this. Their, their whatever agreement with America is so milk toast, watered down, it doesn't raise people's passions. They could win in a landslide if they had, you know, man parts, but they don't. I'm sorry. 
It's just as true. It's just true. They do whatever is the path of least resistance. That's what they do. All right, so that's Giorgia Meloni. She's the new prime minister of Italy. Maybe we should all move to Italy. All right, I have some news this morning that you probably haven't seen anywhere, and you may not. Uh, this comes... Uh, this is my friend Gordon Chang. Chang is writing about this, and here it is, because this is huge. Uh, I can't explain to you the repercussions of it, but I'm just telling you it's huge. There are rumors that Xi Jinping has been arrested in China. Now, when I talked to Gordon last time, we talked about how he has been— uh, I told you my other Chinese friend was telling me that he's kind of beating his chest and putting his picture up— uh, in places like uh, Mao Zedong did, and people don't like it. They feel like he's gotten too strong, too powerful, and so it looks as though uh, the military has led a coup against Xi Jinping, and he's in, in uh, present. Now, this hasn't been confirmed by Chinese sources, but here's the other. There are reasons. Gordon posts a vi- um, posted a video, video of uh, military vehicles moving to Beijing, and 59% of the flights in the country... Uh, have been canceled, and they've jailed several senior officials. officials. And so uh, that's why Gordon feels that this is true. Uh, he's under house arrest. The sev- Several media reports are claiming that and uh, saying that the capital, Beijing, is currently under army control. All right, the, so what does this mean to us? I'm not sure what it means to us, except that this this is what it means for sure. It means that right now China is not going to be aggressive to any world power because they are they've got— Plenty of turmoil inside. You know, they have killed so many of their own people through this COVID pandemic, locking them down, refusing medical treatment, in some cases setting, setting the, the apartments on fire to keep them the people inside. There is terrible unrest in China. And so, you know, I, I would just say this, just as a way of a speculation, because I don't know, but isn't it just like God, if this is the case, to create a situation to spare his people because of their prayers in ways that no one else, no one ever expected. And uh, this could be one of them. It could not be. It also could be true. This is not true. Could be not true at all, but I think it probably is. And that takes me to another story. You know that the Chinese have been buying tons of land, tons of our uh, farmland. And one of the places of most concern is near an Air Force base in North Dakota. Now, this Air Force Base uh, is, uh, what's the name of it? It's called um, Grand Forks Air Force Base. It's, um, it's got exceptional intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance capabilities, and, um, and which makes, of course, that land that they've purchased, the Chinese have purchased near it, really, really dangerous, a dangerous placement. And so members of the Republican Party in the House, these people I'm not familiar with, but uh, well, at least not the lead person here, Rep- Representative Carlos Gamin. Jimenez uh, of Florida, has written a letter along with 50 of his colleagues to Secretaries Lloyd Austin, Janet Yellen, Tom Vilasek about those land acquisitions and demanding uh, answers on, you know, if they've taken any precautions. So um, let me quantify this for you just a little bit. According to the United States Department of Agriculture, at the beginning of 2021, foreign investors held a stake in approximately 37.6 million acres of U.S. agricultural land. This trend is expected to increase over the next few years, raising concerns about the negative potential implications it will have on domestic food production and national food security. What inevitably happens when totalitarians take control is the people starve. 
It happens in country after country. And what in the world is happening to ours right now? People are not starving, but the mothers can't get baby formula. Bill Gates is ta- wants us to be off meat, so he's buying vast swaths of American farm la- dairy land, uh, trying to tell us we need to eat artificial beef, that we shouldn't have this real stuff. He's a globalist, and he knows better. Yeah, so, so we need, gosh, we need, uh, we need someone to speak with power and conviction. Where are those people? When we have, um, there's Ron DeSantis. Uh, there's, there are other people, but that, that's the one that comes to mind. All right, so uh, then I want to follow up. And speaking of North Dakota, you remember that this gentleman named Shannon Brandt, who's 41, uh, took his SUV and ran over Kaylor Ellingson, who was just 18. It was a, night, it was a, it was a dance in the downtown area, and for whatever reason, Shannon Brandt hit him and killed him intentionally. And he admitted that. He called the police and admitted it. But he and he said the reason he did it was because uh, Ellison is part of a Republican extremist group. Now the follow up on that is I, I don't have much of much detail on it, but a straight state trooper said that there's no evidence that that was true. And yet this Shannon Brandt is out on bail, fifty thousand dollar bail. He's not a, considered a flight risk. He's not being accused of first degree murder, and people are alarmed about that uh, because it was first degree murder because he intentionally killed. Kaylor Ellingson. So that's an update on uh, North Dakota. Who would have thought North Dakota would be in that situation? Uh, Quickly, our uh, leaders, our rulers in uh, D.C. are now wrestling over a CRH, continuing resolution to fund the government. And of course, they're trying to junk uh, everything in there that they can uh, so that, you know, we can spend more money because we have so much. They've just stuffed 12 billion more dollars in Ukraine aid into this bill. And um, I, you know how I feel about that. I just, uh, I think that's a cash cow for leftists, and I think that's a mistake. Um, uh, so they're also doing a, there's a dust up with Joe Manchin over an energy bill, and I can't explain it to you in this short time, but watch for that. Um, Chip Roy is saying his response to this is not one more penny for this kind of government. Do not fund it. Just stop. This is how we control. Just refuse to fund. But of course, Mitch McConnell has a different view. He always does. He always does. He always does. All right, so that's what's happening on Capitol Hill. But coming up next, Bonnie Nichols, whose husband is in the D.C. jail, will join us next. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. Did you know the abortion pill accounts for over 50% of all abortions? Preborn Ministry continues to stand with women in crisis in their darkest hour and bring hope and life. After Marissa took the abortion pill, she immediately regretted it, but Preborn was there for her. Look at that baby. Look how beautiful he is. Look at that. Abortion pill reversal actually works. Let's hear his heartbeat. Oh, look how strong it is. Praise God. By God's amazing grace, this baby was saved, but many more need our help. To learn how you can be a part of rescuing babies' lives and sharing the heart of Jesus, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. 
If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. And you can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make a switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. A black conservative was savagely beaten in the street outside the campaign headquarters of Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. The victims identified as Sean Nelson. He was campaigning for Republican Donnie Palmer, Presley's opponent in the Massachusetts 7th Congressional District race. Police say two of the attackers were arrested and charged. The attack happened during a protest in support of Kaylor Ellingson, the North Dakota boy who was murdered allegedly because the killer thought he was a Republican extremist. The Massachusetts Republican Party is calling for Democrats to condemn the attack on Nelson and Palmer, saying their silence is deafening. Over the weekend, two men campaigning for Texas Governor Greg Abbott were attacked, and a conservative candidate for school board in Germantown, Tennessee, was harassed and spat on. We should not be surprised by the violence. This is what happens when President Biden dehumanizes conservatives. I'm Todd Stern. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Now to a big sentence handed down in the January 6th attacks. A judge has sentenced a former D.C. bartender to four years and seven months in prison. He's 40-year-old Joshua Pruitt. He pleaded earlier guilty to one felony count of obstructing an official proceeding. Prosecutors say Pruitt joined the violent far-right group The Proud Boys in the weeks after the 2020 election. Pruitt was never charged with assault at the Capitol, but prosecutors say that at times he led that mob that did attack the police officers as they forced their way inside the building. They also say he was one of the few rioters who actually came face to face with a member of Congress that day. It was Senator Chuck Schumer, whose security detail spotted Pruitt and led the senator in the opposite direction. Oh, boy. So Chuck Schumer had his panties in a wad because he saw some protester. I'm sure based on that description right there, if he'd done anything, Joshua had done anything a criminal, they would have reported it. But he didn't. They just told you he didn't. He led. He led this, uh, you know, the people that went into the Capitol. Many of them were allowed in, as you well know, by the Capitol Police. But I just have to state that because I can't stand it when we let those lies just sit 
I talk about this a lot. You know that the January 6th defendants, many of them are awaiting trial. You know they've gotten incredibly long sentences, harsh, inhumane. The treatment is inhumane. It's just maddening. It is maddening. Uh, if you think of it as maddening for us, think about how maddening it is for their families. And I've asked, uh, Ryan Nichols is one of the prisoners in the D.C. jail, and we've talked with his wife, Bonnie, before, but I've asked her back again because some things have been happening in the jail. Bonnie, good morning and welcome back. Good morning, Sandy. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? you got two little boys. I remember. How are they doing and how are you doing? Yes, ma'am. We are staying strong in our faith and just trying to persevere through this uncertain time uh, where our husband, my husband and, and our, our dad for the kids, are. He's he's not doing too well. You know, let's, um, I am, I'm going to ask you about him in just a second, but you, uh, w- way back when we first talked, you had sent me a bio of Ryan, and I want to remind people, if you don't mind, it's going to take a minute, uh, but he's, uh, well, he's a little over 30 now, I, I'm guessing, he uh, resides in East Texas, he did, he's Bonnie's husband, and uh, he's the father of two young boys, Ryan, seven, and Blake, five, they go to Longview Christian School. Ryan graduated with a high school diploma with honors in 2009 at Harlington High School. He was an athlete, participated in many sports, including baseball, captain of his team, all-district linebacker for his football team. He also won several powerlifting meets in his weight division. He attended Howard Payne University as a student athlete and East Texas Baptist University as a student athlete, where he played college football. He cut his education short so he could enlist in the U.S. Marine Corps in 2010 to serve his country during a time of two wars. He served on active duty for four years, and we could go through all of that, but he's done incredible things. I've been in charge of lots of men, done done incredible things. He was later discharged as a non-commissioned officer at the U.S. Marine Corps. 2014, awarded the Good Conduct Medal, the fourth award rifle expert, Global War on Terrorism Medal, the National Defense Medal, and the Overseas Service Ribbon. He is an active member of the Moberly Baptist Church. He served in his younger years teaching Sunday school for the youth with his father, the pastor, Don Nichols. He's a small business owner at Wholesale Universe. Uh, He and his wife have been in business for six years. Ryan consults and coaches business owners. Um, They do a lot of relief work. That's probably their heartbeat, I'm guessing. You can, Bonnie, tell me about that in a minute. But um, they have started a nonprofit called Rescue the Universe, and they've done so much work uh, helping people after hurricanes and various natural disasters. And Ryan has done exemplary work, so much so that he was recognized by ABC News with David Muir and the Daily Mail and KLTV and Roughly USA and the Weather Channel for all the things that he has done to rescue people from natural disasters. Okay, so uh, I, I wanted people to know who he is, Bonnie, and I, I hope you don't mind me. Those are your that's you sent that to me, so I'm sure it must be at least mostly accurate. What, remind people because this is a new audience. Every time you talk, uh, Ryan went to the Capitol, or he went to you know the United States Capitol, Washington University, Washington D.C., where you know American citizens often go. He went there on January the sixth. Why? Why? What was his motivation? My husband went to the Capitol on January 6th as a Marine veteran when the commander-in-chief asked him to do so. That's the highest command in the military. Um, he, was, he, was, he thought it was going to be an historical day where he could see the president speak. 
and he was going to peacefully protest and petition the government for a redress of grievances, which is our constitutional right to do so. My husband has not been convicted of any crime. He has no criminal history. And thousands of people went to the Capitol that, that day for the same reason. And now they're being painted as extremists, as insurrectionists that no one has been charged with. And they're being beaten and tortured in prolonged solitary confinement conditions for their political ideology for almost two years by guards, and by people that don't agree with what is happening. And like you just said, you know, the the president, Joe Biden, has signaled disapproval of this sort of abuse and encouraged more hostility against anyone who dares to support any MAGA movement. And it's it's horrible that that veterans are being treated this way, that anybody should be treated this way. It doesn't matter what your religious standpoint is, what your political viewpoints are. We all have basic human rights. We're all children of God, and no one deserves to be treated and tortured this way. Bonnie, I, I it's just heartbreaking, and I don't know what else to say. I, and, and, you know, the thing of it is, I have to emphasize, I've said this on the air, but um, members of Congress have just been, with, with the exception of a handful, have just been silent and, not, and mute. And it's like they were personally affronted by the American people coming to the Capitol on January the 6th. They, oh, D.C. has this vortex of lies, and they love it. I, the people that live there just seem to love it. A distorted view of what actually happened. Now we've seen so much video that we have a better picture, and we're learning all kinds of stuff about um, people infiltrating the police and the pol- some of the police doing horrible things, to attacking the people with firebombs and burning them when they're just standing there peacefully. We saw people attacked in the tunnel, like Victoria White, by a policeman, beaten brutally, and also the the uh, the girl that Roseanne Boylan. And I understand. Um, Bonnie, a lot of the guys that are getting the worst sentences were in that around that tunnel trying to protect Roseanne Boylan, and I don't know about Victoria White. What? Where was Ryan? I mean, did he did they capture him on video? What are they accusing him of? They're accusing him of a bunch of different trumped up charges. Ryan was in that area, and. Um, He was doing the same thing that he's been trained to do in the military, and that is to protect innocent people and to serve his country and to to serve. And he took an oath to to protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And, And he has a nonprofit called Rescue the Universe, where he goes and runs to danger to save and rescue innocent women, children and elderly. And that's exactly what he was doing that day. He runs to danger to help people. He is not a bad person. The history of his character prior to January 6th reflects that. No normal person runs to danger for hurricanes and natural disasters to rescue people, to, to vacate and move people out of nursing homes that have been left behind during uh, hurricanes and natural disasters. That's what my husband does. He rescues animals out of cages that have been trapped in drowning waters. That's not a criminal. And many of the people that are still incarcerated at this time are are veterans. They're police officers. They're service members. They're white-collar business owners. These people 
are not criminals. And if you guys would do your research and see, there's a two-sided narrative going on right now. And they're covering up the truth. They're covering up what's happening. And the longer that we wait, the more we see that's coming out. There was just an article that dropped on Gateway Pundit about Luke Robinson. He was one of three people, including Ray Epps, that was taken off the FBI watch list that was inside that tunnel right next to my husband. He, he was wearing an earpiece. There were federal agents and provocateurs that incited violence in, those, in that tunnel area and beat and killed people. And they don't want to talk about that. That's why these guys are still incarcerated. Well, that's why because you and I are talking. Go ahead and finish, Bonnie. I'm well, just I- upset that my children are not, are not able to have their father around because this is what's happening in our country. This is something that would happen in, in, in a communist country. That's right. You know, this is some type of Nazi. Hor- this doesn't happen in America. That's right. And people need to their research and reach out to their congressmen and women that are t- supposed to take a stand for our ba- for our human rights and our constitutional rights and say, hey, what are you doing? Why are we not screaming from the rooftops and saying that innocent people are being tortured? Just the other week, these guys, there was a gentleman that came out of his cell to get his meds, and he wasn't wearing his mask, and he was sprayed by Officer Lancaster, and my husband was also sprayed along with him trying to help this man because he was, they unloaded an entire can of mace in this man's face for not wearing a face mask while he was trying to take his medicine. They were beaten, they were tortured, and they used chemical munitions to spray these people, and it was direct retaliation for a lawsuit that was put against the jail by my attorney, Joseph McBride, for the egregious treatment and torture of pretrial detainees. Pretrial detainees, it is illegal for you to punish pretrial detainees that have not been convicted of any crime, and that's exactly what they're doing because of their political ideology. My husband has chemical burns on him. He was thrown in the hole for punitive reasons. They denied him any medical treatment or mental health treatment. He languished in there for days. He was put on suicide watch a few months back where they strapped him to a bench, and they tortured and taunted him and basically tried to push him to commit suicide. Our Congressman Louis Gomer wrote a letter to the director of the U.S. Marshals where he later said that all is well after months and months of this happening, that all is well. And Louis Gomer said, no, it's not all well. And you need to do a welfare check on my constituent, Ryan Nichols, along with all the other January 6th defendants, because enough is enough. How long can people be tortured like this before they take their own lives? That's what's happening. There's been multiple people that have taken their lives and aren't even incarcerated at this time. Could you imagine sitting in solitary confinement for a few days, for a few months? Go put yourself in your shed in your backyard in the dark in a 10-foot by 10-foot room and sit there with nothing for a few days and just imagine what that feels like. Now, take that and multiply that by 20 months with somebody that has underlying post-traumatic stress disorder for his time that he served in the military. That's how these people are being treated. They're being pushed to kill themselves because these people want to torture them, their family, and their children because of their political ideology. And who's it going to be next? 
I'm standing and, and speaking on behalf of the family members that are too afraid to speak up because they're afraid that their children and their families will be retaliated against. This ends now. We need prison reform. We need people to stand up and take a stand and say, no, we're not going to allow this. And Sandy, I appreciate you for allowing us to come on your show and just talk about this and educate American citizens that are not aware because all they know is what they see on the media. And the media is not telling the truth. No, absolutely not. Yes, they do. Yes, and I have to say, you know, the hearings are starting again tomorrow, and you know that it's just a, it's a, it's a Soviet lynching. It's a horrible thing what they're doing in those trials, and so um, let me just say more about that attack. Uh, this Lieutenant Crystal Lancaster has been particularly sadistic. She was actually removed from this pod for a while because of her sadistic behavior. And when this guy, who had his uh, Maccabee, when he had his mask off, she actually they he she sprayed him. And then he went to the ground, and then she ordered the pod officer to handcuff him. And as he was being handcuffed, she sprayed him again point blank in the face. And I think, as I understand it, that chemical is listed by the people prosecuting the J6ers as a deadly weapon. Some of the ones, some uh, some people attending had uh, mace, I think it's called mace, and there's a lot of names for it. Uh, And so, just ironically, so she's using that weapon on them right in the face, and it is creating terrible we could go on and on about the treatment, whether it's food or starving them or not getting medical treatment. It's horrific. Um, Bonnie, let me just, I think, my, now, if there's something better than this, you tell me. But I tell people over and over again, go to patriotmailproject.com. And I think it lists all of the prisoners and their gifts and go accounts. Because what's happening is now they're coming up for, uh, for their trials. And they're having a terrible time. You can imagine paying the bills for this. And they're having a hard time finding attorneys who will really fight for them, although Joseph uh, McBride is a champion, and so are some others now. Uh, but they're getting terrible, terrible results in these trials because the government is insisting on trying them in the Washington, D.C. area. And I've told you before, I'll say it again, Washington, D.C. is like a foreign country for those of us that love this country. I feel threatened, really, every time I drive down into the district it's not a friendly place. It's like you are not in good hands in Washington, D.C. And these pr- uh, prison guards in the D.C. jail, a lot of them are a nation of Islam, so they are racist. They hate white people, and they also hate people because of their political views. So this is kind of the background of what's happening. I want to tell you one more thing. Uh, when you see that uh, in the tunnel, if you w- go to Epoch Times, they have a recent video on uh, J6, and you can see this if you haven't seen any of them. We know now what happened there. Roseanne Boyland was beaten by a female uh, uh, Capitol policeman. And then we know that, um, uh, 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 what's her name, Victoria White from Rochester, Minnesota, was beaten 35 times over the course of four minutes and 30 seconds. She was begging for mercy. She was hit with a baton while facing away. She was hit with a baton while facing forward, speared and poked. And I could go on. There's more to it. But people like Ryan. And so many of the guys I've talked to here from the jail, they were there in that moment trying to protect her. And they're being accused, of course, not about Ryan. This is me talking in general, uh, accused of assaulting the police. They were trying to stop these police from beating these innocent people, two women who weren't doing anything. It's just, um, it is unconscionable. And I just pray that the God of justice will miraculously bring justice in this situation. Uh, Bonnie, is there anything in particular 
Uh, what have I left out? Is there anything in particular we can do for you and your boys? We just ask for your prayers. We ask for your strength, and we ask for the people to come together and unite. Um, there's been so much division in this nation, and we can all agree on one thing, and that's that we all want our freedoms. We all want our constitutional rights, and we all just need to come together as one so that we can end this, so that this doesn't happen in the next generation. Because what I don't want to happen is for one day us to be sitting on our back porch speaking to our grandchildren about how America was once free. And it's our duty to stand up and make this right. And that's well, how I feel about it. Well, me too. You and I are in uh, total agreement. And um, so one practical thing that I would say to all of you, we are getting ready for a midterm election. And this is a question that needs to be asked to any candidate. What have you done? And what are you willing to do? And let me just say, as a tool for this, we will put, again, I did it yesterday, we'll do it again, uh, this article from Epoch Times, January 6th, Prisoners and Families Exposed Brutal Truth About Jail Lockdown. This is an incredible article. There's a lot more to say about it, but this would be a good introductory to people who are not who are clueless. Uh, you know, it's funny how conservatives are as bad as anyone. They get this ick factor. Oh, those people, you know. Well, they have no knowledge whatsoever, none whatsoever. Uh, Bonnie, I'd be curious to know, has your church stood by you? Um, yes, they absolutely have. Um, they, we have a prayer group um, of a bunch of ladies that we come together and pray weekly. Um, it's been a huge support. My children are, are in um, a, a little um, Bible school, which really helps them meet people and just just have fun and be kids. Their their child has been taken from them, you know, and I just want them to be surrounded by people that love and support them so that they can feel the love of God. And I think that that's really important, and our church has been really good about helping us do that, and so I'm very grateful. When's Ryan's trial? We don't have a trial date set at this time. (laughs) And he's been in jail for two years? Uh, It'll be two years on January the 18th. It's just unconscionable. We don't do that in America, too, either. We don't hold people. We don't hold people like this. After that happened, after that situation happened, um, Ryan's entire 20-month trial work, he had a flash drive um, where he had all of his notes, all of his uh, investigative work, all the videos, everything that he had prepared for trial um, him and his attorney, Justin McBride, and it was confiscated by the jail and never returned back to us. The jail is tampering with our evidence. They have lost all of Ryan's discovery, all of his evidence, everything that he's, all the work that he's done in the last 20 months, it was taken. And nothing's being done about it. They also are taking this, the mail. They're taking the mail also, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Hey, listen, Bonnie. Uh, okay, let me just say, PatriotMailProject.com. The music's going to start here. PatriotMailProject.com. But, Bonnie, if I could just pray for you. If you don't mind, I'd like to pray. Father, oh, Lord Jesus, if I can't stand this, you can't. And so I beg you, in the name of Jesus, to bring justice to this. Help us to know how to help. I pray that you would inspire the listeners to do something. I pray that you would prick the conscience of these congressmen who are just so far removed from the facts. I will give them that. Some of them just don't care. Lord, I pray that you would make it real to them and that they would intercede. And I pray that you would sustain Bonnie as best you can, Lord, and restore her. I know you can do that. I know you can do that. And the little boys, too. You can actually turn this into something that will make them great men 
and not broken men. And we ask that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bonnie Nichols, let's talk again, okay? Thanks for joining me this morning. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. Forget about Facebook. The last 10 days we've been banned twice and is unbanning a word. They put us under the ban. Christians and conservatives don't need your YouTube. Banned one day, banned again. AFR programs are now live streaming on the AFA streaming app. Now you can get shows like today's issues straight from the source. Put back on the next. Just say unbanned. Unbanned. Just search AFA streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up. Target is in the bullseye because of its transgender bathroom policy. A petition by the American Family Association to boycott Target now surpassing a million signatures and counting. People have their own beliefs and stuff, but what can it hurt? What can it hurt? What can it hurt? Can it, hurt? it hurts our daughters. It hurts you. It hurts our families. It hurts me. It hurts all of us. Sign the petition to boycott Target at AFA.net. And having sent into Macedonia two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. As Apostle Paul navigated torrential ministerial waters in Ephesus, he sent Timothy and Erastus ahead of him as an advance team to Macedonia. Paul also includes Erastus as one who greeted the church at Rome in Romans 16.23, in which Paul described Erastus' job as the city treasurer in Corinth. In 1929, archaeologists in Corinth discovered a mid-first century Latin inscription that read, Erastus, in return for his edelship, laid the pavement at his own expense. The modern equivalent of a first century edel would be a city manager. The Bible is trustworthy. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war and they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? Let's get some cookies, and I'll tell you all about it. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. With the nationalist populist sentiment that has recently won power in Sweden and Italy and could transform official Washington in November, prevent an impending geopolitical catastrophe in our hemisphere? That's in prospect of Marxists in Brazil and their foreign sponsors, especially communist China, but Russia and Iran too, succeed in thwarting President Jair Bolsonaro's re-election bid on Sunday. 
As a powerful new documentary by Tucker Carlson makes clear, the Chinese communists have already deeply penetrated Brazil's infrastructure and economy, nearly colonizing the country. If they succeed in restoring to office their aggressive proxy, former president-turned-felon Lula da Silva, our enemies will basically complete their hegemony throughout the Western Hemisphere. The repercussions here would be dire in terms of further illegal immigration, trade disruptions, and heightened dangers to U.S. national security. America must help keep Brazil free while we still can. This is Frank Gaffney. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at sandy at AFR.net. That's sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Voters in Italy tomorrow appear poised to make a hard right turn. The woman expected to become prime minister leads a party with roots in neo-fascism. The hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto. God, fatherland, and family. A far-right political party whose roots go back to post-World War II neo-fascists. far-right political party whose roots go back to post-World War II neo-fascists. Roots in Italy's post-war fascist movement. Roots in Italy's 20th century neo-fascist movement. Maloney herself uh, was a, a hardcore neo-fascist militant. Stunning because of Italy's disastrous history, the last time a hard-right party rose to power. The most far-right government in that country since Mussolini. Most right-wing government since Mussolini. Since Mussolini. A red flag if there ever was one, says Edith Brooke, a renowned poet and Holocaust survivor. Italy about to see the country's most right-wing government since World War II. Most far-right, far-right, far-right government since World War II. Since the end of World War II. Maloney's win will probably send alarm bells throughout Europe. You know, it's alarming to a lot of people around Europe. Italy is revered for its history, but not all of that history is beautiful, and many fear that one particularly ugly chapter could soon repeat itself. All right, so there you go. That's the Western press covering uh, what we talked about in the first segment this morning, and that is the sweep of Giorgia Meloni, uh, the new prime minister of Italy. Both houses have been taken. It is the Brothers of Italy. Their theme is God, country, and family. And that, uh, to these media types, is fascist. Well, to, to talk about how the media is covering this is Curtis Hauck. He's the managing editor of Newsbusters, which is part of Media Research Center. And uh, good morning, Curtis. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good to be with you. How are you? Our, uh, I'm good. I'm good. This, I think this is good news to the world. I don't know. How about you? I, I, I talked about this in the first segment, but I think this is good news, don't you? Not the media coverage. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. Well, first of all, such opposition to a very basic campaign platform, supporting Italy, supporting families, pride in your country, allowing, empowering the family and the individual to succeed, both spiritually and financially. Oh my gosh, what an idea. And so for the media to come out and call this fascism, it's going to have the opposite effect. In fact, it's going to, it's going to help pull more people in Maloney's direction. You know, a number of folks have pointed out this fascism talk, fascism, 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 of Mussolini really is actually not any right wing or even right of center. It's a really statist ideology that the left now worships, where the yeah. government, <laughs> yeah. where the state is yeah. your religion. It is your all, whereas what Maloney and her brothers, 
Philly are saying is the family is what matters most, and God is what matters most. It's very simple. And, and then finally, the thing that's so great, they kind of tuck into a lot of these coverages, they're not, she's not, you know, there was one of those isolationists. She's very pro-Ukraine. She supports Ukraine. She's, she is very anti-Putin. She supports NATO even. But so it just, on every count, this woman, uh, who's a single mother, by the way, as well, Uh, they just blow through these narratives and they're going to continue to plow through because they know this is a backlash to them. That's why they use the word backlash. Notice they never use the word backlash when liberals win. Yes. No, of course. No, it's a great victory. Well, you know what this reminds me of, uh, Curtis is uh, the left, as I always say, and you know, this always accuses us of what they're doing. So, uh, they have accused President Trump of, in fact, Hillary Clinton, I wish I'd pulled this up, this clip uh, this week where she said that Uh, When he spoke the last time, there were a group of young men in the audience raising their arms, and it reminded her, he was ranting on the stage, it reminded her of Hitler. This is what they accuse us of, and this is a reflection of that, accusing her of being like Mussolini, uh, when it is so far from the truth. In fact, can you expand on that just a little bit? Why is that not so? Why isn't it like Hitler when President Trump draws all these crowds and these men raise their arms or... uh, or this, uh, our new Prime Minister, Georgia Maloney, speaks such pass- so passionately and actually wins and sweeps the election. Why is that not like Mussolini and Hitler? Why isn't it? Yeah, it's not because they're not espousing putting people in camps. It's really simple. You know, and I think that's what's so ridiculous in the montage that you played there. The one clip from CBS was they found a Holocaust survivor who said they're very worried that about Maloney turning the country back towards the days of World War II and the Holocaust. I feel, I genuinely feel bad. And, uh, I saw that yesterday. I prayed for her because I'm like, that is insane to think that this is going to happen to you again. Um, that nothing could be further from the truth. And, and unfortunately, before he kind of has become a little bit more tiresome, Jonah Goldberg wrote the book Liberal Fascism yes. over well over a decade ago now yeah. that talks Great about book. how fascism is a left-wing mm-hmm. phenomenon. Yeah. Well, it and also a, it is using the in, it is not it is close it's a cousin of communism, I guess you could put it that way. Um, where it is yes, using the tools of the state uh, to your crony advantages whereas under communism it's everyone's quote-unquote, equal and everything's terrible. Um, with fascism, the government seizes the means of production, and there are they pick winners. They get to choose the winners and losers. Yeah. Well, and just really plain speaking, uh, the person like Georgia, Georgia Maloney won because the people chose her, and that's what she espouses, is the control of the people over their own lives, uh, their ability to have a voice to stop this, you know, out-of-control immigration, the crime in Italy, the inflation, the energy costs, because their rulers, you know, want to follow the uh, climate change rules and have allowed so many illegal immigrants into the country. It's, they've, they've suffered a lot. And so the people have spoken. So that's the opposite of fascism. In fascism, the people, they don't care. They get, you know, arrested in the middle of the night like, oh, like, gee, what's starting to happen here? And so that's fascism, when you take away people's personal rights and you have no respect for families. I want to read this, if I could, Curtis. Uh, this is Maloney's, this is, she said this in Italian, but she says, why is the family an enemy? Why is the family so frightening? 
There is a single answer to all these questions because it defines us, because it is our identity, because everything that defines us is now an enemy for those who like us to no longer have an identity and to simply be perfect consumer slaves. Chesterton wrote more than a century ago, let's see if I can find it, fires will be kindled to testify that two and two make four. Swords will be drawn to prove that leaves are green in the summer. That time has arrived. We are ready. You know, I, where are the American politicians talking like this, Curtis? <laughs> With such eloquence and passion, you don't even really need to have the translation there if you watch the video on screen to know how animated and passionate she is, just her hand gestures and her facial expressions. And, um, yes, but again, it's, it's controversial to believe in border security and a country's sovereignty and how children, the next generation, are best set up to succeed if they are raised in a two-parent household with a mother and father. Yeah, how how revolutionary, it, it, how fascist. It, hey, look, it's a backlash, a backlash, <laughs> I tell you. And you're like, you're like what? <laughs> Only a minute left. Uh, back to the media. Uh, what can we yeah. expect from them uh, during her time in office? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're going to continue to see that this kind of creeping authoritarianism. You know, especially if she seeks to limit the number of people that can come across. That was one of the other complaints in the coverage was that, oh, she wants to turn around little flotillas, you know, little cardboard boats from people in Africa. Uh, She's not just going to let them in and wash up on shore. And for a lot of these small towns, a lot of these towns are very, you know, they've lost, they've lost tons of people, well, population. They don't quite have the infrastructure that they used to have. It's an aging population. So uh, she's trying to help, yes, grow the population of the next generation, but also yeah. she can't overwhelm the system. Yeah. Uh, because well, like, like the United States, they have a baby boomer problem as well. Right. Well, this is it's, all, it's good news for the world. And I want to make one other observation. According to what I'm reading, it, the Italian election happened in a single day of voting. People had to show their ID and they only counted each vote, vote once. So there's a lesson to be learned here, I think. Curtis Houck, managing editor of Newsbusters, mm-hmm. thank you so much for your time this morning. And I hope we can talk again soon. This is yep. Sadie Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.